Life Management Science Labs would like to acknowledge that we live and produce this podcast on the traditional lands of the Wurundjeri people. We'd also like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the lands of our listeners and our international colleagues. We'd like to pay our respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging. Hello and welcome to Self-Improvement Atlas, the personal science insight podcast produced by LMSL, the Life Management Science Labs. We are champions of life management science, providing structured insights informed by science and inspired by practice on key aspects of conscious living. Each week, we bring you scientific and practical insights on each element with the expert knowledge of professionals in the field. I'm your host, Aditi Kuti. Let's get on with the show. Lavinia, thank you so much for joining us on the Personal Science Podcast today. Uh, Could I get you to say your full name just so that I don't mess it up Uh, and also tell us a bit about what you do? Oh, oh, my my name is Lavinia Popescu now, now, because it's a French last name. Um, So I'm a psychologist, graduated in Spain, and um, at the moment I'm working in mental health with kids, with teenagers. Teenagers mainly. Right, yeah. right. So, um, you kind of, what kind of work do you do with um, teenagers at the moment? So, I run groups for them, like therapeutic groups. Uh, depends on what I want or what's in the schedule. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or what my sure. supervisor wants me to do, basically. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. Um, and I guess we here, you know, our topic is about personal science um or at least that's kind of our general podcast how would you define um personal science science focused on yourself right uh development personal development um and identifying like struggles you have or strengths um something something about that like look deep down um and discover yourself, challenge yourself. Yeah, I think that's a that's a relatively good way of looking at it. We'll talk a bit more about that later. But first, um, uh, we want to get to know you. Um, so I'm just going to shoot you some really quick questions um, and just give us like either your favorite or the first thing that comes to your head, uh, whatever works. Um, so please share the first thing that comes to mind when you hear the word book. Um. Favorite book, it's, um, ha- it's called Happiness. Um, I discovered it like when I was 20 years old. I was in a bad moment of my life and changed my life. So I recommend everybody. It's called Happiness. And um, um, I think the writer is Matthieu Ricard. So it, he was a doctor in France and uh, gave up that career to move to Tibet oh. and to find his purpose in life. So, um, as I say, this book like changed a little bit the purpose perspective of my life and how I wanted to focus. So I would recommend to everybody that book. Are you comfortable talking about how it changed your life? Um, of course. I think like when you grow up like a teenager or, um, not knowing your struggles or your traumas from your childhood, um, you um, you don't know where to start, where to ask for help, or who to ask for help, or how comfortable you are to ask for help, right? Um, and open up. 
because uh, vulnerability in our society is not very not very attractive. It's not. It's not right. So um, I was like at the library in my at my university, and I really wanted something, you know, like personal development, personal growth. So um, I started like reading this book, and I used to be a little bit. Um, anxious about things i guess like very uh negative about things that will happen around me so um i read that book and um i read many books in that period of time to be honest but that book like had like a good impact on me you know his story um of like an adult changing his life and giving up on his career, you know, he was a doctor, and just, just to, just move to Tibet and try something else, and to bring him some peace. I think that's why um, impacted me the most because I needed some peace in that moment, peace of mind. Yeah, it's always really nice when a piece of media comes along at the exact right moment that you need it. Um, speaking yeah. of pieces of media, what comes to mind when you, when we say movie? Oh, who knows me? They will know I would like answer this question with Forrest Gump. <laughs> it's like my old favorite classic. Movie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, classic. A very good one. Um, yeah. What about a uh, podcast? Um, I have one, but it's like, it's not in English, I guess. It's called The Beauty Mail. And um, I learn a lot from that podcast. And whoever like is bilingual and listening to this podcast, I recommend it hundred percent. What language is it in um, originally? Spanish. Spanish. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, what about a famous role model? I don't have no. Nah, I I don't have any. You don't have any. <laughs> no. uh, what about an unfamous role model? Uh, my mom. Your mom. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And I want to say like why I don't have any because I think um, um, everybody. You know, on social media or on TV, everybody looks perfect and they do always the good things and the perfect things. Do I believe that always happens? No. I don't even like believe about myself. I'm like the perfect role model or perfect positive. Always, 100%, 24-7. So um, no, nobody like famous that I saw on TV had an impact in my life. So Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah, sometimes celebrities, um, and people who are even just well known for kind of, you know, winning a prize for their field of expertise or whatever, sometimes they have these narratives around them that can feel a bit unattainable and are not necessarily good for you <laughs> when achieving your goals. All right. Yeah. 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 For me, everybody that does, it's like a kind person and a good person and does things for others, help others um has like uh, i appreciate their work and has like a value for me but not necessarily i will follow their path because everybody has their own path so they should yeah. work on that yeah for sure themselves. what about a course you've completed um recently rqi <laughs> i work in a hospital so i need to have that right? oh. <laughs> um it's like pretty important one, yeah. 
yeah so psychology wise um i don't even remember i think it was the last one i completed it was um how to identify um psychosis in teenagers mm-hmm. okay um Cool. We have gotten to know you. Thank you very much uh, for introducing yourself in that way. Uh, We might move on to kind of, I guess, the meat of the show at the moment, which is about personal science and specifically um, emotions, emotional development and emotional development in young people, which is your area of expertise. Uh, But before, I guess, to start off a bit broadly, how would you define um, personal development? Um... All right, so personal development is something that comes um, from asking yourself who you are, where you want to be in a few years or in a few months or weeks. Um, Who you want to be, I think that should be like the first question for a personal development, healthy personal development. Um, Who you want to be, career-wise, professional-wise or personal. You know, I want to be um, a good person. I want to be a peaceful person, um, positive person or grateful person. So that's personal development for me. Balance those two and um, keep asking yourself always what you want from life, you know, progressing. Yeah, yeah. How, what kind of do you feel is like the optimum time? to be looking into the future and asking yourself who you want to be? Oh, there's no time. There's, there's no, no time. time. It's just whatever works like, for you. I think our like, society right now is like quite um, lost. I don't know if you, have, if you have like the same feeling, but um, we have all these tools around us and we don't know how to use them, right? If I look back and I see like uh, my parents, um, my parents were born and... Um, They grew up like in Romania. That's like a communist country. Uh, They didn't have anything for no emotion related. You just have like to have your diploma and go to work, have a family and this, 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 and that's about it, you know? No questions. Nobody will like pay attention to your questions anyways, right? And I see now um, we have everything. I'm including myself because I'm still young. Um, we have everything, all the help that we need, and we still don't know where to start and how to do it, right? You can start even like with 14 years old and end with like 60. You can always like, um, or 70s. I don't want to have, <laughs> don't want to cut it off there. No. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Go ahead and do it. 80s. <laughs> Um, hundreds exactly yeah (laughs) just start knowing yourself i think we don't know ourselves that's why we have so many struggles and um this high rates of like suicidal suicide attempts or addictions it's a big one of the biggest problems now in our society it's because we we want to follow some like society rules and we don't focus on ourselves, you know, mm-hmm. just start now. Now it's like the, the perfect moment to start for everybody. Mm. <laughs> so I guess um, that kind of 
not really knowing where to start when it comes to developing yourself. That's kind of a challenge that a lot of people face, you feel? Yes. Yeah. And I, to, to be able to do that, um, I think the main ingredient, let's say, um, is to listen to others, right? I feel like when we listen to others, we listen to answer back not to process what they have to say, you know, and I'm not talking about everybody. I'm talking like good role models that you have around you. When, when they, they want to tell you something that you are struggling with or um, some mistake you are making, or even like some positive things you are doing, you know, just process that. And um only then you are going to start thinking about what you can do better, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's something that, <laughs> something that I often struggle is like, I want to make so many changes all at once that like, I don't know how to kind of make, well, where to begin one but also how to make those incremental kind of changes in order to get where I want to be in every single one of those aspects. And it can be hard to prioritize. And I'm sure a lot of people kind of in their like 20s and 30s might be feeling the same way because everything is changing around them so quickly. Yeah. And in, if you don't make any changes or if you don't go to university or you don't, go, you don't have a job, or if, that looks bad, you know, nine days, like that looks bad. And it's so wrong. Live like, live the people, people, they need their own time. And if for you worked in six months to find out what you want to do, that doesn't mean for anybody, for somebody else will, will work, you know, somebody will need like a year or two. Yeah, for sure. We need like to pause a little bit to slow down in this like rush, because this rush is not bringing us anything. Nobody mm-hmm. says like, oh, by 30, you need to be like super suspe- successful, having a family, uh, being able to travel around the world. Who says that? Who are these people? Mm-hmm. This is in, in your mind. Mm-hmm. Just let that be. Do your own things and um, do it like slowly, you know, mm-hmm. at your own yeah. capacity. Do not compare you with anybody. Yeah. So kind of kind of working at your own pace. Yeah, yeah, totally. How do kind of emotions affect this personal development? Um, you can improve your emotions, obviously, you know, <laughs> positively. Mm-hmm. Um, knowing your emotions. It, when I was like a teenager, I knew like to be sad or happy. There wasn't yeah. anything between. In between, yeah. Right? Or other than that, work. yeah. Exactly. This is like uh, when I go to work and my kids, you know, I ask them, like, how was your day? Oh, good. Good or bad? That's the answer. Tell me something, you know, something else. Were you, like, yeah. motivated, discouraged, positive? Tell me something, something else. So knowing that um, all those emotions and feelings that we have around us and inside us, um it's part of this personal development it takes time you know yeah for sure it takes a lot of time um it took me like 
oh, I'm still working on it. So, <laughs> but I remember when I, I I was starting with this process. Um, as I say before, I was like in my in my twenties, early twenties. Mm-hmm. Um, and when something clicked inside me, I think it was twenty five. I was twenty five, twenty six years old, and I said, mm-hmm. okay, this is. I'm good now. I feel like good with myself. I'm proud of myself to becoming this human being. So um, it's a long process. Mm. And it's a continuous process too. You never like stop learning. Uh, You always have like some challenges in your life that will um, make you be aware of things. Yeah, something that I know keeps kept getting repeated when I was kind of in like my early 20s um, and late teens is that your brain still develops till you're 25. And now I'm beyond 25 and I feel like my brain is still developing and I still have so much left to kind of understand about myself. Like, yeah, I'm probably in a better place than I was when I was 21. <laughs> but <laughs> at the same time, um, there's so much left to go for me, I feel like that process hasn't stopped. Oh, of course. Yeah. And you will understand better when you reach your 40s what happened in your life when you were like in your 20s, you know? Yeah. If I look back now, I was like, oh, that's why I was acting like that. You know? Hindsight is always 2020. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> um, I guess, you know, you talked about teenagers kind of seeing everything as black and white. And I I definitely was that kind of teenager. I was very much like everything was doing amazing or everything was either um, totally awful. Uh, And it was usually to do with school because that was kind of the center of everything (laughs) that was going on um, in my life as a teenager. How important is it to kind of be emotionally aware in the school setting does this kind of black and white view kind of how does it actually affect a teenager and their growth um i think nobody in the world or maybe somebody asked themselves why we're not teaching emotions in school we're like teaching chemistry and history and this why we're yeah. not teaching like something like personal mm-hmm. we will avoid like so much bullying and so much like uh, aggressivity in schools, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like all, all, and more when we, we are in this process of understanding life, mm-hmm. what's important in life, um, how school rules work, and how we build our relationships in school. You know, most our friends are from school or from us yeah. activities after school. So how important will be if we will know? how to communicate and understand them emotionally wise. Because if we understand their emotions and we know where are they in that moment, we will be able to to build healthy relationships, you know, mm-hmm. keep distance when somebody is aggressive or is frustrated, give somebody time. But we need to work on that. We need to introduce this in schools. Mm-hmm. It's my fight right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely agree so much. I like some of the things I went through, not just in high school, but also like in primary school, even kind of heading to that, especially 11, a 10, 11 age kind of mark. I don't know. I think high school works a little differently um, in the US uh, where I'm at. It's kind of we start at 12 and then go on till 
um, we graduate. But it's kind of that age group. It's preteen age group where everything is like the world kind of revolves around you almost. Like you can't think of anything outside of your little bubble. Um, it's really, really hard to be empathetic of other students <laughs> in yeah, that situation. Nobody like show us who, how to be empathetic neither. How we will like learn that, you know? Exactly, yeah. But there's so, nothing in the school syllabus that teaches us how to be empathetic either. So Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. the first, that will be the first step to teach our like professionals Mm -hmm. emotional intelligence so they mm -hmm. they will be able to to act or to act to you know to be around those kids mm -hmm. i remember like when i so i was born in romania and i was in school in romania for you know from seven years to six years to till 12 13 and after that i moved to spain and i continued to be in spain until i graduate uh university and i remember being in school in Romania, a very close-minded country, um, as I say before, like people can be good or bad, and that's it. You know, those are two options: fifty-fifty. You are happy or you are sad. Um, you never talk about a problem that you have in school with your colleague, with your you know colleagues. Um, you. Basically, they never talk about any anything besides like what you have to study, right? Um, and you don't have even that help. Um, when I moved to Spain, things were so different. We had like people in school, you know, psychologists, uh, counselors, in case you had a problem to discuss that with them. Um, and we were like having a lot of problems me and my me and my sister because we were like foreigners new country you know how you adapt to that the language is not your first language um and i remember my mom being shocked like oh no are we gonna go like to talk with somebody no 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 we keep our problems inside the house mm. why <laughs> yeah yeah problem that is not from the house it's a yeah. problem that is from the school and that problem should like uh, be dealt with in school yeah exactly exactly yeah. and you know we have all these professionals out there mm -hmm. we have like to make them work right <laughs> that's why they have a job <laughs> so um things change when we move to spain definitely and we yeah. me and my sister we express emotions more and we understand somebody's emotions way more because the society was more, more open yeah there are definitely countries around the world I certainly come from one um that kind of tend to prioritize emotions and kind of emotional development less uh, than things like you know your traditional kind of success um uh, models or whatever you know things like having a job or you know for younger people getting a degree um stuff like that like it tends stuff like you know how you're feeling and how you deal with other people tends to get left on the wayside it's not as important um so yeah I can definitely relate to that um what kind of bringing it back to I guess students um why we already talked about empathy as kind of one of the biggest issues um, in like kind of facing and managing emotion, but what other difficulties might they have in that respect? 
oh, like empathy, self-esteem is one of the biggest ones. That's why we have so much, so many like addictions in this moment. And I see it like at work, right? Um, it's my first time working with teenagers and uh, the biggest problem is like self-esteem. Um, and aggressive behavior, if you will know that, if you will understand your, you know, why you are mad and what made you mad, you will stop there, you know, and how to communicate. Like, I think I should like keep your my distance from you because you are not a very good influence in me right now. Um, yeah, those, those three are like my biggest concerns and the things that I will work the most on, you know, and one thing it's um positive um reinforce reinforcement um you know when a kid we always like point at the bad things we do and myself yeah. too you know when i'm like when i make a mistake oh multiply that for 10 yep yes oh why you did that you shouldn't did it we are not perfect if we don't make mistakes we're not gonna learn so um, I was trying to say something else. I forgot. <laughs> I think uh, either way, I, I can understand that, like, <laughs> that kind of blaming yourself um, and being pessimistic. I don't know. It just feels like everyone I talk to has this problem. Do you feel like humans are just naturally inclined to just doing that, like blaming ourselves or like finding fault? Like based on our education, you know, when we grow up, our parents like tell us and punish us when we do something wrong. So we grow up with that and we assimilate punishment with bad things, you know, with mistakes. Mm -hmm. So we just carry over. Mm. I barely like remember when my parents told me like, oh, you did a good job, you know, when I was like six, seven, eight, nine years old. Yeah. Uh pointing like no 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 we're gonna learn from this and this 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 so that's yeah. that's one thing we should change too you know yeah. and this is what i'm trying to work with the kids because they go to therapy and they talk with their therapist and it's something that they always point what did you do to bring you in a mental hospital you know right yeah but yeah what the what about the what you have to fight for that, you know, peace of mind. So it's about looking at kind of the situation a bit more positively and to kind of turning it into an opportunity to change things as opposed to focusing on what went wrong. Is that, am I understanding yes. correctly? Yeah. It's yeah. an opportunity to discover something about yourself. Every mistake brings you a challenge. Challenge your mind, challenge to discover something. How you go to that situation? First of all, you have to know how you got there. What was your behavior? Yeah. And from there, pull your strength, you know, and work on that. Because all of us, we have that. It's it's not yeah. necessary to blame um, ourselves like after years or after weeks still with that, you know. Oh, yeah. I made a mistake. This, yeah. What mm -hmm. What did you learn? Let's right. Let's, Let's move forward, you know. But that's difficult for adults. Imagine for kids. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, 
How, speaking of, um, you know, it being difficult for kids, how do we teach emotions and all of these lessons effectively to children? Um, there's like plenty of things. I mean, we can do like uh, some worksheets. We can do like um, games. Uh, as I said before, we can like reinforce them uh, positive, positive, positively, <laughs> positively. Yeah, positively. Yeah. There you go. Sort of reinforcement. Yeah. <laughs> My English is falling apart. Uh, <laughs> um, we can open up to them and talk about our emotions, you know. Um, we can, um, because kids in more in like early ages, um, we are their models, the adults. So if we if they see the parents or siblings, um, you know, talking about things that happened during the day, how they felt about it, how they process things, they will take that because they are role model models. They imitate, you know, they will think about it. So um, that would be like one of my biggest advice for everybody to communicate about your feelings always um feelings emotions struggles always just take it out because if not if you keep it like inside you is when when uh, we build our wall you know we can't verbalize anything and that will affect our mind and this is why we have so many mental health pro problems nowadays, because we don't talk about things. We don't want to be vulnerable, you know? Mm. Yeah, it's definitely like, even in places where there's not a stigma, if you're not in an environment that's openly talking about even just something as simple as if they've had a bad day, why they've had a bad day and exactly how they're feeling. Um, if you're not in an environment like that, it becomes really hard to open up about something even worse that you might be going through. Yeah. I remember, like, um, that's why my mom is, like, my role model. <laughs> my, <laughs> um, I was in my early 20s <laughs> again. <laughs> and I told my mom, I always wanted to be a psychologist, help people and make, like, a positive impact in this, in the society. I knew this from the beginning. I mean, I was like 10 years old or 12 years old. Mm -hmm. And, um, but I went like one day at home after university and I told my mom, like, I don't feel like motivated to go to school. And I find it like really strange because it's something that I really want to do and I enjoy doing it, but I don't know what's going on. And my mom, that she never knew anything about emotions and, you know, <laughs> motivation. <laughs> Um, told me like why you are like 20 years old why you put so much pressure on you mm. it's your second year if you need like to take like less courses and do something else enjoy yourself enjoy a hobby that you have just do what makes you happy you don't have to do what you know that comes from a schedule what everybody does, what, what what your colleagues do. Oh, they pass all the exams of this now. Every year they have this. No, you just have like to slow down. 
you are not okay in this moment to to be at the university so why would you go that much and i i never expected to be honest this like answer from my mom but i will always remember it because it's what i needed that you know that uh validation of my emotions validations of my feelings and um somebody to understand and be empathic with me mm-hmm. you know and she learned that from me and raising kids and being in another society and i learned that from her it's like a given and taker so she she gave me what i needed that in that moment she validated my feelings mm-hmm. and gave me like um the strength and the peace of mind that i needed to take other decisions and to focus on something else and in that moment um i change my path and i focus more on myself mm-hmm. and not yeah. being obsessed what society says <laughs> it is really really good advice especially to hear in your early 20s it's definitely advice i wish i had heard and that age and it's advice that i now constantly pass on to people who are in that phase of their life um i feel like even now like you know even people in high school are feeling the pressure i think um like they have to get really really high grades to get into a good university um and then do well at university so they can get a job and i feel like that timeline doesn't really work as well as it used to maybe 20 30 years ago <laughs> i think and i think people are realizing that and the kind of stress of all of that is also affecting our motivation and our ability to kind of go forward as well um and we don't really have the tools <laughs> to process any of that and how we feel about any of that i think uh which makes it even harder yeah because we put like so much pressure on us and we have this like stress and um what comes from stress there is no creativity from creativity yeah. comes everything you know what i want to do what what i want to learn what where i want to start this is like when you are balanced enough you will click you know you have something in mind oh years ago i wanted to do this why why i'm not trying it now that i have the time you know uh yeah. but if we like have stress and only like bad things and we hear only bad things you know um because there are like parents out there that say oh no i had my expectations so high and you you are not here you are down here how like a kid will feel you know what that means if i didn't pass my exam of an a or a 10 that doesn't mean anything that doesn't make me like less professional or less person you know mm-hmm. be a good person and find what you really want to do and makes you happy and you will be a good professional mm-hmm. yeah for sure um i guess to take taking all of that into account um we might move on to kind of a practice to help people uh develop these habits um what is a practice that you do either in your work uh with children or in your work with parents or maybe yourself personally um to improve emotional development at those kind of early stages of life um i will start like saying how i start right um i start with um gratitude 
And my goal was every day to find three things that I'm grateful for. Mm-hmm. And you will think, oh, easy. Do it every day. I challenge you to do it every day. I have tried that. It is so <laughs> hard. It is unbelievably hard to come up with things that I'm grateful for. <laughs> right? And some, and we always have this like mindset, oh, I need something big, you know? I want like to be grateful for something like, extraordinary that happened during the day you don't need that (laughs) you just have like to appreciate little things so this is how i started and um i started one because i couldn't find three and the three they had like to be something really remarkable um and after that i needed something else to bring peace to my spirit Uh, And I started with yoga, yoga and meditation. And um, because that worked for me, for me, I believed maybe it will work for the kids, for some of the kids, right? We're not the same. So maybe some of them won't work. So now at work, I'm, um, I'm doing gratitude and yoga. And at the end of our yoga uh, session, we talk about uh, positive affirmations about ourselves or about somebody uh, around us. So that's one practice that uh, helped me. I'm introducing it in, uh, in a mental health setting and the feedback so far is pretty good. So <laughs> I recommend everybody to try it, at least to try it. <laughs> mm. Yeah, do you feel like um, that kind of act of you know yoga or meditation and then kind of positive affirmations you know what's kind of what's the logic behind the order of that you know what what do you feel is the benefit of kind of putting them together in that way uh first of all because yoga brings you peace you know the music uh the connection of your body right your balance so um I never like thought about why I put it together. For me, just click together. Right, yeah. Because it was for me a struggle like to find, and for them. And I see like more struggles for men, for boys, to find something to be grateful for than for the girls. So, um, because it was for me, when I was young, I believed I would try it for them too in the same order. Right, right. So it's kind of just what worked for you. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes sometimes I change it. I'm not like very strict with the, you know, depends on how the day works. If I see like them more unsettled than the day before, I will just start with the yoga and I will do gratitude and positive affirmation at the end. Depends on how it goes, how I feel, mm-hmm. how I feel there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. What are kind of three good things that you found about this practice of yoga and then the positive affirmations? Um, or whichever order they want to do it in. <laughs> <laughs> um, the positive things, the good thing, uh, it was like um, at the end of every session, they tell me how they feel. So this is what I wanted from them, to express emotions, Right. How I and I asked them like how they were feeling before and how they are feeling now, you know. Um, the other thing is 
when I'm not doing it at work because I'm not doing it like um, always every day, um, they miss it. So that means it was an impact on them, you know, something that works well. And the third, um, just to see them peaceful, you know, calm, because they deserve that. Because they have so many things going on in their mind. Just seeing them, that brings me so much happiness. Yeah, that's really wonderful, especially like when you're working with people and to see them alleviated from their problems, even just for a little while. That's a Um, good word, alleviated. Yeah. I do want to know, like, what, how do we go about making these affirmations? Like, how, what, what do I have to say to myself? Let's just say I've completed or a session of yoga. What would you encourage me to say or think about in order to go about that? About like a positive affirmation about yourself? Yeah. yeah. What would you like to tell you? <laughs> what would, what would I like to tell myself? Yes. Oh, I don't know. I guess that I'm doing better than I think. <laughs> what? Maybe. <laughs> uh, what? Like, uh, at what? Um, yeah. I. In general, I think uh, just handling everything. <laughs> I've got a lot to handle right now. So I guess handling everything that I have to and managing it, I think I'm doing a little better than I think at all of them. So you are uh, proud of yourself for managing few things at yeah. the same time. Yeah, yeah. So that would be one. I'm proud of okay. myself to reach this level. Right, right. So it's like it's like complimenting yourself. Yeah, essentially. positive affirmation. I can say like, um, I had a, a struggle this morning, or I had a conflict, a confrontation, mm-hmm. a confrontation mm-hmm. this morning, and or a stressful moment at work, and you at the end of the day, uh, you like to be compassionate with yourself you know just give yourself a little bit of relief so um i would say i'm i'm happy you could uh handle it well okay yeah so it's it's like so i guess sorry i'm trying to paint a picture here (laughs) in a way that makes sense to me um so like i guess um the person you're working with um kind of compliments themselves and you kind of help add on to that by being like an external voice yeah kind of because of the reinforce they will tell you like oh uh, i'm smart i'm funny okay you know all this and they will (laughs) like three days at work and you do the same they will say i'm humor uh, humorous i'm uh, intelligent or i'm you know something like that it's like okay Thesaurus.com. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they are smarter, you know, they, they are smarter than me sometimes. <laughs> I go, okay, you say that before. Let's move on. <laughs> today, you know? And they get, oh, hold on. You know. Okay, well, you, I'm pretty sure you did something good today. I'm pretty sure. More than one thing. You just have like to find it. And yeah. to be, and to realize that. And to put that in your mind, because if we tell our brain every day we are doing something good, but sometimes we will change that vision, you know, that mm-hmm. habit or being so harsh on ourselves. So yeah. 
This is what I'm trying to do because human beings, they are so harsh, man. They're always, oh. Yeah, how bad I feel that. <laughs> what about how I do bad? feel that. Yeah, I get that. Um, I guess kind of going off of, you know, people being far too harsh on themselves. Um, what are the challenges that you find um, either when you're doing this practice or you find other people when they're kind of doing it? Um, with with the boys, it was a challenge to find something to be grateful for. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the session is like an hour. Mm-hmm. Took me like two hours. Oh, wow. To process yeah. something. Because they were saying yeah. like, I don't know. I don't know. So I had like to go one by one to tell them what's my opinion, what they are doing well, you know, or how I perceive them. And sometimes I was, everybody's a good person here, but I was pointed like, you have a big heart, you know, you have, you are very kind, you are very respectful. And they will be surprised because I was telling them that. Mm-hmm. Not because you are in a mental health, you know, hospital that makes you less than another person. Mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. that's so wrong. And maybe that's why yeah. people, they don't go to therapists, you know, that, no. We all have problems and that doesn't make you uh, less. But that was like one of my, my biggest challenges because I was surprised that the girls, they, they reacted like pretty well, pretty decent, you know, manageable. But the boys, no. And I think it's because um, society wants men to be a man, like a strong identity. Yeah. And to share emotion, feelings, it's like, are you weak? What's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's so, so wrong. We should like go a step ahead with that mentality. And this, mm-hmm. you know, 2022, no. Yeah, yeah. What, and what, I'm sure. Like, no, we have to balance like those, like big difference between woman and man. Yeah, of course. And I'm sure because of kind of like, the way they feel surprised when you compliment them probably because they haven't really heard that um, in their own kind of outside life. They might not have heard it from anyone else because it's that, again, that masculinity, like you don't need the compliments. You don't actually need to hear it. Um, You're supposed to have this inbuilt confidence and just carry on with life like that. And how will you have it if nobody like show you to have it? Exactly. We're not expecting like from these kids to have like, high self-esteem because oh you can buy the best clothes you can have like everything in the world the self-esteem is not about like what you carry outside it's what you have inside and what you build inside Mm -hmm. this is what we what we are missing nowadays we are like showing all these like perfect lives in social media that it's it's not an example for anybody because maybe those like role models that you believe they are because they have like awesome vacation and cars and everything they're broken hearts you know Mm -hmm. or broken puppets depending how you want to call it (laughs) no we have like to focus in some in something else in inside this is like the hardest work inside Mm -hmm. yeah for sure um how often do you recommend um, this practice? Um, gratitude, I recommend it every day and posi- positive affirmation. 
every day. Just uh, if you don't want like to look in the mirror and tell yourself why you are proud or why you are, you feel good with yourself today, you don't have to to act weird. <laughs> you just yeah. have to uh, just talk with with you for like five minutes a day at the end of the day or at the beginning of the day. Mm-hmm. How you start the day, how is your attitude in that moment that will like make your day. This is how you are gonna front things during the day. I tell the kids and I tell everybody. It's like life depends on your attitude. If you are gonna sit down and complain about something, everything will go wrong. Everything, Mm -hmm. the smallest Mm -hmm. things too. But if you like challenge you and challenge your brain to think different, things will go different. So gratitude and positive affirmations, I will recommend everybody to do it every day. I do gratitude during the night and positive affirmation uh, at the beginning of the day, or mm-hmm. I change them, but usually I do it like that. And um, yoga or meditation or mindfulness, um, just try like three weeks, start with uh, three uh, times a week, or just start it once a week. To, mm-hmm. to see how you feel about it and be mm-hmm. flexible to try new things you know maybe yoga works for me but won't work for you don't worry about it you will find something that will work for you yeah just anything that kind of gets you into that state of peace and exactly. balance yeah people yeah. like to paint or i don't know to make sudokus just find that yeah yeah for you sure <laughs> <laughs> um how do you think this practice kind of impacts your personal development and your kind of perception in life? Um, because bring me peace, brings me peace. So when I have like my mind clear, I can take better decision. I can like uh, see things differently. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like balanced, right? And um, we can like keep this balance always. We always like fluctuate. We go up and down, up and down. But if I'm like down, I Mm. yoga like um, helps me. Yoga and my dog (laughs) (laughs) helps me like be here so I can like um, (laughs) take decisions. (laughs) Yeah, have like positive attitude. This is like what is like uh, what's my goal? It's my goal like for the past years. Have a positive attitude to everything. Um, mm-hmm. The only thing that we can change is when we die, right? Anything mm-hmm. else has a solution. For bad yeah. moments, smart solutions. Yeah, for and, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I I feel that about the pet as well. Uh, that's a huge mood booster. <laughs> Just mm-hmm. a little cuddle with, um, uh, you know, uh, my dog. Um, especially after a very long day is like enough to kind of just get me settled and help me forget about things for a little while. So I do feel that. You're right. Um, <laughs> how w- would you, would you recommend this practice to everyone? I know you work with teenagers a lot. Um, would you recommend it to people of like all ages? Um, I would like recommend it to everybody. It's just like, um, I don't know at certain age, how flexible you can be. Yeah. right to start yeah. that but yeah. uh maybe uh you can 
you can start with like meditation or mindfulness um if you are open to mindfulness is like a big thing right now so um everybody should try it just give it a try and if you like it i'm pretty sure there is like some practices for old people you know for yoga so um but definitely for everybody i would recommend gratitude and positive affirmation for everybody mm-hmm. doesn't matter the age that doesn't matter anything so um yeah that would be like my advice just give it a try always be open minded to try right. good things yeah. good things and you mentioned i think earlier as well that some people kind of they meditate through painting or sudoku um Mm -hmm. and that kind of thing so i'm sure that's like if for whatever reason (laughs) sitting quietly in one spot for about five minutes doesn't end up being your thing i guess there's always those other options as well yeah they just have like to to find their thing my neighbor uh, told me yesterday that for her it's uh gardening so if she like likes to do that, just do it. If that relaxes you and brings you peace and balance at the end of the day or at the beginning, whenever you whenever, need, yeah, just um, take that tool. You know, use that tool that you have, mm. and you are aware of it. If that like helps you to um, to see things clear, just like do it. Mm-hmm. Mm. gardening can definitely be very meditative I think mm-hmm. a lot of people are especially since the pandemic have been relying on plants a lot yeah. <laughs> um, and like the act of caring for pla- cooking too yeah making bread things mm-hmm. like that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, based on your experience do you have any other kind of like practices or habits that people can combine with this particular one? I know this is already a combination of multiple, but are there kind of others that you would recommend alongside it? Um, so I always like work before the, uh, the teenagers, I work with adults, always in mental health. Um, I'm very passionate about it. So I kind of use the same, I guess, um, with adults, I use more like positive psychology. So I was like, um, trying to discover their strength. You know, we have 24 strengths out there. Um, and we have some of them, they are ours and some of them, we just have like to work on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so with adults, I, I work on that with that. I will, um, I would recommend everybody like to discover their strength. There is a free questionnaire about it on the internet. Um, everybody can access it. For kids, it's a little bit uh, more complicated because I don't think they they are like they are not there yet. Right. You know? Yeah. I, we yeah. talk about strength, but um, it's not easy for them to understand how they can use that. So um, for adults, just discover that or just go to like courses for uh, personal development. I went to a few of them. Um, I went like to courses for how to be like a good uh, professional, you know, how to have like a good uh, attitude at work. And they were using uh, emotional intelligence for that. So, or 
just like go to some courses to discover yourself. And it's a challenging thing. You're going to discover some things that you're not going to like, you know, mm-hmm. or you thought you got this, you, you control yeah. them. And yeah. we didn't because we used to think um, very well about ourselves, you know. Oh, I'm emotionally intelligent, 100%. I am not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's fine. <laughs> I still have to learn a lot. So um I I understand like for adults in general it's like more scary those things, you know, to discover something about you. Uh because you have like to open few drawers of like traumas or something that block your mind at that moment or affect your your emotions and uh, how you or your behavior you know um but to be a healthy human being mentally healthy um we need to work on that mm-hmm. take it like step by step um stop when you need to stop we need to work on that because um people that they want like to have a family, to have kids and everything. They need to be ready, you know, and to um, heal themselves before teaching somebody. Yeah, for sure. So um, you don't want to impart your own trauma onto your child (laughs) unknowingly. Because if not, these are like patterns, you know, we are – my parents didn't work on that. I'm carrying that. So somebody has to to go to a therapist at some point, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like, for like yeah. three generations with the same thing. No, that has like yeah. great. So yeah. um, and be mindful about it. It's absolutely fine to go like to a psychologist or therapist. Uh, it's absolutely fine to access like professionals because you don't know how to communicate with your partner or. You don't know how to manage stress at work. Mm-hmm. That's why they are for. You are going like to the doctor when you your bones hurt or I don't know. You are losing hair yeah. because of stress. You're not getting your partner or your family to like set that bone back into place when it's broken. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so use a professional to heal yourself. You, that's why they are for. It's no embarrassing. It's... I don't know why it's still like a taboo and there's something that we should like be weird about, you know, like, oh, I'm going to, to see a therapist. And what? Everybody should go. Everybody, even the therapist should go to a therapist. <laughs> you know? <laughs> serious. I'm like very serious about this. Even yeah. See my humor. But... Uh... <laughs> no, I agree with you. I don't see any reason why therapists should not also um, go to therapy because... I mean, you're dealing with everyone else's problems. You're going to have to upload it somewhere. And usually we, we, you know, I used to think like uh, as a balanced person that I am right now, I wasn't during a pandemic. I wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I go to therapy or I went to therapy or I saw like some professionals because people that didn't deal with their traumas or their struggle impact my life, you know? Mm-hmm. And because they they didn't deal and they didn't go to see any professional, 
-hmm. it made me struggle communicating with him with them behaving around them you know understanding them so um everybody should be open with that Mm-hmm. and more new generations you know mm-hmm. yeah it's about being comfortable enough mm-hmm. to do that yeah um I guess now we might move on to like our open mic section where you can talk about anything that you're passionate about and it doesn't have to be relevant to the topic but it's over to you um it's totally up to you because <laughs> <laughs> I'm about my dog <laughs> <laughs> yes tell me about your dog <laughs> I'm gonna said the story of my dog um (laughs) so i moved to the u.s um two years and a half ago this is uh the first time i'm gonna vocalize it like in public (laughs) my family knows about it but this is something that i'm gonna say um and i was struggling to adjust to the society here i'm european we have like another like mindset very open very social people um and here, it's, for me, was difficult. Mm-hmm. And more especially the- Chicago is a big city, so like it can feel even more isolated. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you never you meet people, you never click with them. Why? If I'm like a social person, right? Why I'm not clicking? Why I'm never like you know I'm, I'm meeting like twenty random people and none of them I'm clicking with them. So. Winters are very harsh here. Uh, a pandemic hit, you know, the whole world. <laughs> that didn't help neither. <laughs> so, <I know. laughs> but I, I was still like doing my yoga, keeping positive, you know, planning, studying online, this, 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 doing. Mm. And um, because the winters were really hard here. I wasn't like um, leaving the house at all mm-hmm. in days, and that's weird for me, you know. Um, I used to have a hobby when I was younger that I would like to go um, and observe people, people's behavior, and set in different um, settings. Anyways, so I wasn't leaving my house, and I thought I need I need somebody to create me a routine because looks like I'm not able to do it by myself, you know, and to follow that. So this is how Poofy came to my life. He's an emotional support dog. (laughs) He's doing a great job. (laughs) Taking calls and like children stuff Uh, (laughs) and jumping on people. (laughs) What breed is he? He's a golden retriever, but he's the white one. (laughs) Yep, yep, yep. He's my perfect emotional support dog. Yes, my snowflake. That's why he's white <laughs> to remember me the winters. <laughs> and um, I'm I'm for real right now. Since then, my life just changed. Just every day, I was going out three times a day. He was taking me taking me for walks. You know. Not yet. Him. He yeah. was inviting me for walks and remind me. <laughs> uh, he keeps me active. He brings me so much happiness. And even if I have like tough days at work, I always tell the kids, you know, um, my dog, I don't know how he does it, you know, jumps on me, licks my face a little bit, and I forget about everything that I had today. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> so um, that's my experience with my dog. I always get I it. love that. Uh, I love that so much. <laughs> I love that so much. I think it's always good to have. I mean, you you were speaking about routine, and that's so important. And like getting a dog, I've experienced that too. So so beneficial, and kind of making sure that because you've got like even if you, I mean, I'm not a parent, um, and I don't know if I will be anytime soon. But um, it's kind of just having another thing to be responsible for, especially since I don't know what stage of life your children are at, but like once they're kind of older and a bit more independent and doing their own thing, it's like having a little baby in the house. Um, I exactly, right? <laughs> and I had a cat, but you know, the cat was like sleeping all the cat's day. more like a teenager as well. Yeah, it didn't <laughs> help at all, like a lazy yeah. teenager. <laughs> so, yeah, the dog was... Um, was definitely an improvement in mm. my life and um it's my as i say it's my emotional support every single day i like wake up and and i was like the routine is so important and more for uh teenagers it, with every parent that i talk um that they focus in like uh their education you know the kids education and more emotionally they say how important it is to have a routine too. A kid has mm-hmm. to be like busy, always, mm-hmm. most most of the time, to be busy, so he doesn't get in trouble. Um, so I was always like a routine girl. I like my routine. I like to do my stuff, my tea at night, you know, my books. Always, you get like a pandemic hits and changes your life, and you don't have any kind <laughs> of routine because you don't have any kind of activity, basically. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah like, oh and the only activity you have is at home it's like mm-hmm. oh no that was so hard for me plus adjusting to this country that is so yeah, sure. yeah so um I like to talk about my dog <laughs> yeah no I'm really really glad you did um I, dog stories are always always welcome on the podcast so. <laughs> Thank you. Um, love to hear about it. Uh, and thank you so much uh, for sharing that as well. I'm sure mm-hmm. our listeners are now going to go consider um, getting a dog of their own if, if they don't have one already. <laughs> or yeah. if they have one, they're probably just nodding and going, yes, yes, I understand. Yes. I know exactly, exactly. what you're talking about. <laughs> um, so we've got some, just to wrap up, we've got some questions um, from our audience. Um, okay. And I'm going to pose them to you. Um, and some of these are really, really good. So I'm excited to hear uh, what you think. Hopefully I know um, the answer. Hold on. <laughs> I think you'll be okay. I think you'll be All fine. Right. <laughs> um, I think w- this is a really good one. Um, should parents and teachers be using the same approach in teaching um, children about emotion? Should like parents... Yeah, so should parents and teachers be using the same approach in no. teaching emotions? No. No, because parents is, like, more personal. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, different setting. What, like, the teacher sees in school is not the same like parents uh, see at home. Mm-hmm. You know, how you interact with your siblings is not going to be the same like how you interact with your buddies at school. Of course, yeah. So, no. And um, mm-hmm. teachers should approach it like more a professional way always yeah you know yeah and um and parents it's like it's 
it's more personal, more, mm-hmm. you know, what they live and what they experiment together in the moments as a family can be an example. And at the end, uh, the parent is an example for the kid. So what they see yeah. is what they are going to do. Yeah, for sure. And And I guess the teacher in schools have like, only so much guidance that they can give and only between those hours of the day. So it kind of has to be different. Yeah. 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 Um, kind of going off of that, um, why is it particularly important to teach children about emotions in school? Um, and what would the school contribute that a house setting wouldn't? Okay. So um, how many problems we have at school, you know? When we are when we are kids, how many hours we spend at school? Mm-hmm. Because we come home, do our homework, interact a little bit with the parents, and we go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Most of our time, and in when you are an adult, you you spend more more time at work than at home. With mm-hmm. kids, it happens the same. They spend more time at school than at home sometimes. So. Um, why is so important? Because um, kids will know from uh, early ages how to build relationships mm-hmm. in a social setup. You know, mm-hmm. at home is different, but um, and that will avoid like bullying at school. There are like different researches that they prove if we teach emotions in school and to talk, express, and understand emotions that will avoid that much bullying and uh, aggressivity at school. So um, that's the main reason is uh, I want to introduce that because I want the kids to be able to know how to talk with a kid that is having a bad moment in their lives, you know? There is a very good video about it um, because Japan, I think, is one of the countries that teach that in their schools. Okay. And there is a video yeah. on YouTube that um, it's a kid that comes and say, like, you know, my grandma just passed away, grandma or grandpa. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are they are um, um, teaching them how to be empathic how to be compassionate, you know, mm-hmm. how to talk with that person, how to give that person space, how to um, be around him that, you know, don't force him to do things or to to act like everything is normal after that, mm-hmm. you know, traumatic event at the end. Mm-hmm. So um, that's, that's the main reason why we need to teach that in school. Mm-hmm. Personal development and this as a part of a personal development, it's very important as it is history, science, math, and everything. But then yeah. we are human beings and how we treat others will talk more about us than what we know. Yeah, and it's about making those, what we learn about emotions just as important as what we learn about science. Exactly, exactly. What age is kind of is it appropriate to teach children about emotions and understanding how to process them? Um, you can start like really early with games, 
because you know when kids are more hyper uh games is a very good way to do it um there is now like few few games of cards and they play little games like a, it's called like personality game or mm, don't remember the name very well um but i don't know to tell you like an age six years five years mm-hmm. when they are developing yeah capacity to understand yeah yeah that's pretty young but i guess that would set them up for life <laughs> essentially oh, yeah. like you yeah. said avoiding all the bullying um as long as they kind of taught that yeah. from a really young age it's how how much bullying is in school i was bullied too i mean i'm not like mm-hmm. the one of uh, the special one that didn't no i was bullied too and mm-hmm. um at that at that point when that happened to me i was able to vocalize it with my mom and she took like uh she took care of it but some kids, they don't do that, you know, because yeah. at home, nobody taught them to do it. Mm-hmm. So um, they keep it inside. And we have this, again, this like suicidal rates, high suicidal rates in like teenagers. And that is going up, up, up and more in a male community. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, what tools and media might are best to teach children about emotions what jewels you say uh what tools oh and media yeah i know we've already discussed some of those tools in the form of the practice discussion that we've had so maybe like some media that could kind of teach children um what do you refer to like by media i guess i don't know like a tv show or a movie a book stuff like that um there is a movie in inside out it's called ah uh, yeah yep 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 a great movie yeah <laughs> i yeah that i use it for my kids for my teenagers i don't know right, why i right. keep calling them kids they're teenagers <laughs> <laughs> um um that's like a good one um i would encourage everybody to get the cards the emotional intelligent cards you know like some um um i would like recommend even like the board games that um you make strategies and everything and you lose to see how they can control frustration okay yeah see how how is their level of frustration Mm -hmm. to see that in your kids that will be a good idea um there are plenty of them out there Mm -hmm. worksheets for teenagers they are like or books you know, you can, and I think it's very important when uh, the person that is trying to teach emotional intelligence to kids, teenagers, um, to be involved in that, mm-hmm. you know, to be part of that exercise. So they uh, they feel that bond. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Now, mm, now it doesn't come anything like to my mind. <laughs> I have a very good book if you want like everybody to read it. It's called okay, yeah. um, Six Steps to an Emotional Intelligence Teenager. Okay. So every parent that wants to, or every professional just read this book and you'll find out tools to um, help with yes. that. Yeah. 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 yeah making plans them um, and setting goals. <laughs> the final question is kind of two questions that are very similar 
Uh, so I might just combine them into one. Okay. Um, how do we introduce emotion to children with autism? Wow, that's a good question. Mm. I I'm gonna be honest. It's not one of my fields. Right. Yeah. So I <laughs> I am so sorry. I can't like answer to that. That's okay. Better no, that's totally fine. Say something stupid. So yeah. um, it's not, I don't have like the proper information and the proper right. knowledge to speak. So, right, right. Yeah, no, I think it's better not to say anything than to give incorrect information, especially yeah, when it comes yeah. to so, disorders like that. So I totally understand. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My kids are like, um, um, I didn't mention some of the disorders that they, but there's like a lot of uh, PTSD and uh, defiant mm-hmm. depressive disorders and um, schizophrenia, psychosis kind of. Right. Yeah. yeah. So my Well, the, the other question is about, um, well, something that is kind of relevant, I suppose, to it uh, is, um, you know, children usually learn from their surroundings especially when it comes to emotional management um so there's two sides to this question one is how do we teach children who might have a mental health issue and the other is um how do we teach children how to express their emotions appropriately when we are suffering from mental illness Uh, which i'm sure is a big issue for a lot of new parents out there okay yeah you shouldn't teach anything if you are not stable enough first Mm -hmm. of all Mm -hmm. You need like to take care of yourself and after that be able to to work with your kid. That's like biggest advice. Don't force something that you are not able to do it for yourself. You know, that's why like a lot of professionals that they are out there shouldn't be teaching anything because they have to take care of themselves. Right. Yeah. To work with you know, to work in mental health or, I don't know, to be a good teacher or um, because there are like some professionals and I'm aware of them. They're not doing a very good job. Um, first question was... Um, the first question was how um, how do you manage that with children who are suffering from mental health issues themselves? Okay. Um Mental health, like, disorders, that doesn't mean the, the kid doesn't have the capacity to understand that. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing. Uh, it's not a disability, you know. Mm-hmm. They they just, like, have to work on, like, specific traumas that they have. But they have this capacity to understand emotions at very slow, you know, uh, pace. So... I I recommend everybody to don't feel like uh, limited because they have a, a mental health disorder. Not at all. Mm-hmm. You just like take and you will see it. You can try something and if they don't uh, they don't understand or they don't react well or the feedback is not the one that you are expecting, you try something else. But this mm-hmm. these people they have the capacity to to work on that. I'm yeah. I'm working with them like with um um you know you know we have like worksheets for empathy or self esteem um mm-hmm. gratitude whatever we like mentioned before 
some of them they understand the question some of them not but that doesn't mean they don't know how to access that you know mm-hmm. inside from inside so it just requires more patience and more time for the difficult you know patients but yeah not more than that mm. and i mm. was um one thing I want to mention is like when I was working with adults, they had like severe mental health. So they were like having this disorder for the longest time and they spent like years in mental hospital. So um, everybody thought like, oh, this is not, it's not going to work. Come on, let's uh, teach them like art, you know, music therapy and something like that. No. Why just give it a try? You always have to try things to know how Whether it's going to work. Right? Yeah. So yeah. I tried, didn't work all of what I was planning to do, but some of them it worked and I had, they, it had like a good impact on them. So I'm happy with that. Mm-hmm. You know, I did a good job. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> all right. Uh, that wraps up our audience questions. Um, and also thank the show. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much uh, for joining um, our show and sharing all of your experiences uh, with us. This has been really, really insightful, even just for me. <laughs> listening for to the you. invitation. I'm like very honored to be here and to talk about uh, my passion, <laughs> my um, uh, my experience with mental health, and my. I- um, my battle to introduce emotions in <laughs> in schools or yeah. to do something like big about it and to be more yeah. aware of it. So we need well, that. I wish, yeah, I wish you all the best of luck because um, I'm sure that's going to have so such much. a positive impact on kids in school mm-hmm. at the moment. Thank you right. so much. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Self-Improvement Atlas, the personal science insights podcast produced by LMSL, the Life Management Science Labs. For more episodes like this from 10 different life management perspectives, search LMSL on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, so you can get updated on everything we have to offer. We have a wide range of topics readily available for you to check out. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider rating our show, sharing it, and subscribing to our channel, as it helps us grow and bring you more quality resources. More of our work can also be found on our website at pe.lmsl.net, where you can join our movement. I'm Aditi Kuti. Thanks for tuning in.